Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello everybody and welcome along to the Liverpool Echoes Blood Red channel for the post-game podcast with me, Patrick Smith, after a very emotional last Anfield match of the season. Roberto Firmino and James Milner entered the fray as substitutes during Liverpool's one all draw with Aston Villa, with Bobby notching a poetic late equaliser as the duo made their final appearances in front of the Anfield faithful. Also, a touching moment on the seventh minute when Anfield rose to its feet in applause for the late Dan Kay, the former Echo journalist who sadly passed away early this month. While the result and scores elsewhere ensure that Liverpool will all but be guaranteed to be playing Europa League football next season, not Champions League, there was a wonderful Anfield send-off after the whistle for Naby Keita, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, James Milner and Roberto Firmino. But anyway, there is of course plenty of football to react to as it was in truth a belter of a match. Up first as ever is the Echo's Paul Gorst, followed by Jurgen Klopp's press conference where he pays tribute to the departing players and of course plenty of fan reaction as Anfield shuts its doors until the new season in August. on the Blood Red Channel. The final home game of Liverpool's season ended with a one-all draw against Aston Villa at Anfield uh, this afternoon. Um, Roberto Firmino, of course, on his final uh, home appearance of his Liverpool career. Liverpool career that spans around 360 games. Uh, it was him who rescued it after uh, the villains had taken the lead through Jacob Ramsey in the first half. It now leaves Liverpool's Top four hopes all but over. Uh, they need a remarkable shock collapse from either or of Manchester United and Newcastle United in the final two games. Both of those teams now need to just pick up one point from those six available and Liverpool will officially be playing in the Europa League next season. Something which we uh, Liverpool supporters have probably already consigned themselves to in all honesty. The highest that the Reds are likely to finish now is fifth. Um, and that tells its own story in what's been a difficult Liverpool season, given the fact that they are now nine games unbeaten, with um, seven of those being victories as well. Um, but to be honest, today was all about the departing heroes, the legends uh, of James Milner, Roberto Firmino, uh, Naby Keita and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who were all given their own plaques and presentations at the end of the game from uh, CEO Billy Hogan and uh, Sir Kenny Daglish, um, both of those. Uh, important members of the club there to uh, salute the departing heroes, uh, Navigator uh, signing 
2018, of course, Oxley Chamberlain here since 2017, but uh, perhaps it was really about Milner and Firmino, who've been here since uh, the summer of 2015. About 700 games for Liverpool between them, um, two uh, mainstays of the side over the last few years, and two vital cogs in a team that between uh, 2019 and 2022 won every top level trophy available to them. Uh, today was all about them and Firmino in particular coming off the bench to uh, to rescue it late on. Uh, lovely finish from Mohamed Salah's cross. Uh, a little thought they had an equaliser when Goldie Kakpo scored but um, Pedro van Dijk was ruled to being offside. Uh, other than that there wasn't too much to write home about. It was a bit of an uh, ordinary end of season game. Uh, typical if you like but uh, Liverpool did at least avoid a defeat, uh, that would have been their second home defeat of the season following the 2-1 uh, loss to Leeds way back in October. That feels like a long time ago now, uh, particularly with the uh, sun as it is. Uh, draped over Anfield this afternoon, um, very much a family feel, they always are the final home games of the season, aren't they, where the players get their families out onto the pitch for uh, post-season uh, lap of honour if you like. Liverpool's season not over yet, just yet, they've got to go to Southampton next week to finish the campaign and finish strongly as they look to um, wrap up in style. It's looking like it's going to be fifth for the Reds. Uh, disappointing campaign, all in all. Um, but next season, there's plenty to be excited about the Anfield Road expansion project. Just to my left is set to gather pace in uh, the next few days and weeks as Liverpool look to um, have the uh, new stand open in time for the new season as they get set to play host to 61,000 uh, crowds from next season onwards. Uh, there's obviously going to be some rebuild on the pitch. Um, Jürgen Klopp will be back in the transfer market, you would suspect, and uh, players are going to be coming in, and it's uh, plenty to be excited about, even if Liverpool won't have Champions League on the agenda next season. It's finished here at Anfield. Liverpool won, Aston Villa won. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can we start by asking about Bobby Firmino then? Yeah, we can. But did you ask a question or just did you ask if we can ask about Bobby Firmino? Could we start with just your, your emotion? It was emotional for him, was it, it emotional for you? Definitely, definitely. So now his kids, I'm not sure. Maybe the eldest one is older than seven, probably. That means I know them all since they were babies. Um, that's kind of uh, the same for Millie. So the two boys who came on obviously showed today immediately what we will miss. It's, Millie, it's, it's Millie's mentality. I, I don't want to underestimate and, and, and really his, his football because he played really good football here and today again. But the way he comes in a game, oh my God, whoever will do that for us in the next few years, um, that is a high, high bar. Uh, because um, how many games he he won for us in this way, it's insane. So that's one, and then Bobby comes on, plays top football, is between the lines and scores a fantastic goal. Um, wonderful story, wonder, wonder, well deserved the story. So this day was not an easy day for us, no excuse for anything, it just was not easy because we all love these four boys um, 
and it was clear that somehow you have to prepare it a little bit, you prepare here and there a little, what is it, pictures, presents, these kind of thing, and then, but first, there's a super important game. And this part of the day was the first half, not great, I would say. And um, we were too much in a rush. We, in both departments, with, with the ball, without the ball, our pressing was not good. It was, you could see we won, but just the timing was, wow, who is where? Um, and that was not helpful, so we played in their cards. They could had they have moments in a game, and they're a good football team, obviously. They scored their goal, they get a penalty, score their goal. Um, it was clear in the second half, you have to calm down and just play, but increase the pressure, but calm down the red area. So, and that's what we did. And then you could see that the whole game was for Aston Villa super intense as well. They were really done in the second half, there were cramps here and there, and, and all these kind of things. So, we could create our moments. We scored a goal which was disallowed. And um, I scored a goal which was allowed, and so it's a it's a it's a draw, and yeah, that's okay, that's okay. I think the whole season is rather a season where I qualify for European League than for Champions League. It, we were too long, not good enough for ourselves. So, and I think we made it pretty exciting. Um, I didn't think. That was possible seven weeks ago. The boys did really well in that period. I think our people enjoyed it as well. You could see today they are not angry with us. They are looking forward to a new Premier League season and a European League season. So do I. Um, I know we have still a game to play. Just um, and yeah, what the people did anyway. Like the, the mural for Bobby Firmino, I, I, I don't know when it was last time that touched. We, yesterday we, we drove to the stadium because we leave our cars here and then you pass that and it's not even, it's not finished yet. It was like in the middle of something and I think, wow, how often these people do the right things in the right moment is absolutely insane. And it's a big, big gesture and Bobby was really like that. And it's a big gesture, I have to say, really big. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the referee got told to look again for this around goal. But yeah, are you surprised he wasn't told to go to the monitor for the main challenge? I was. Really yeah. Oh, I saw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah, I'm not sure you saw Cody. Yeah. But he looks like sponsored by a very uh, famous brand. It's like three massive. I didn't see it back. So it was the red card from your point of view. So then it's the question. <laughs> I cannot answer that question. I didn't. I was in, but I, um, I was probably too far away from that, um, and, and saw Cody only later. Then, when he showed it to me, that, that you cannot do that without um, making a proper foul. Um, I asked the ref why the offside goal was an offside goal, because offside situations, um, I think, should be kind of clear. But he explained it to me. This, uh, this is a subjective decision. He thinks it is a not deliberate action from the defender. I think it is, and I think the VAR was not sure. So he may, maybe thought it's possible. But in the end, subject, subjective decisions, um, yeah, how can you argue 
about that. <laughs> he made it, and that's it. Look, it's really difficult. So I spoke already to your t television colleagues, and it's it's just I think it's an important thing to talk about. Just I'm a bit afraid that you make again not the best of it, honestly, because it's then Klopp said, Klopp said. I think the the, the problem is is obvious. We watched last week. I watched last week a lot of football, or tried to. Because it was um, when you saw Sevilla against Juventus, two one up, ball boys gone. Wow. Then Rome against Leverkusen against Rome. The, the Leverkusen players were really, but we say that's smart, that's it's allowed, and do it like that, and it's fine. Um, I think the whole season we saw it in general a bit too often. It's not always time wasting. It's very often rhythm break as well. Just when, it, when your opponent is really going for it and all of a sudden a player goes down and you scratch your head and what did he have? So I think today it was obvious 10 minutes is okay. She just had the feeling that in these 10 minutes it would have been worth another five. Uh, and that's a, bit, that's a bit a problem. Again, it has nothing to do in here now with the result today or, or in general our season and these kind of things. But there must, it would be cool if we could talk about that as well. Um, that's it. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hi, Paul from Anfield. Norman's got his uh, send off here. Social goodbyes. Um, the game wasn't to be. Um, don't think we were very good for large portions of the game. Probably deserved a draw in the end. The sentiment came into it. Milner's farewell. Firmino's farewell. Van Dijk's given the applause here. Three points today, but draw was probably a fair result. Uh, front three didn't really impress me. Uh, Salah, I thought, was really, really poor. Diaz, I thought, was real poor. Gagbo was good in spells. I thought he was actually better in midfield. Um, it's a shame that we didn't win. But like you say, we're going to do a lap of honour in Firmino's name, Milner's name, Oxley Chamberlain, and Keita. Um, it's a shame that we didn't win. Uh, I thought Villa were probably good for a draw, to be quite honest. You know, the, the time wasted and all that, it's... Um, if you watch the 90 minutes, all I'd say is you you, you know that uh, the time wasting's a big issue. Big, big issue. Um, if you haven't watched the full 90 minutes of the game, I'd encourage you to watch it. To watch how much of a poor referee display we see in there. Uh, awful. Pathetic. The amount of time wasting is just shambolic. I'm all for the dark arts, but there needs to be a uh, some sort of consideration. There wasn't today. Um, I just don't think we really had the races. It kind of reminded me of Gerrard's last game, where 
we were it's all about the sentiment of the game it's all about you know the occasion seeing some reds off there done massive things to this club and you know united obviously won as well so it doesn't really make much of a difference in terms of our top four hopes uh it's a sunny day in liverpool today me and my mates have all been out on the ale today so it's been a good laugh but don't think the performance is quite there today don't think we are quite at it but uh i'll enjoy the send-off now Firmino deserves it milner deserves it um and that's what it's all about this is what this football club is all about you know respect honor when you wear the badge when you wear the shirt um like i say result wasn't there performance wasn't quite there one more game of the season to go look into next season and we will go from there disappointing way for Liverpool really uh, there's no doubt that the seasons came came to an end today after that result 1-1 against Aston Aston Villa which eliminated any faint hopes Liverpool had of making the Champions League I think that it was highly unrealistic really to think that both Manchester United and Newcastle were going to slip up but as I said the last couple of weeks as well it was highly unlikely that Liverpool were going to win in all the fixtures really because uh if you want an indicator of form, future form, I suppose you have to look at past form. And Liverpool this season haven't been able to put anywhere near the, the level of consistent results together. And obviously had a debilitating first half of the year, which ultimately has meant that they've not been able to, to finish in the top four specs. And, and, it, and if we're honest, probably don't deserve to either. And so I think... Obviously, now it'll be about looking forward to the future for Liverpool and looking to acquire players in the summer who can bolster the squad and make the team a lot stronger next year and hopefully be in a position where they can, can finish a lot higher because obviously they can't afford to have two years out of the Champions League. But as we look to the future, I think today was also about the past and in, in particular some of the players who were obviously leaving Liverpool and none more so than Roberto Firmino who played his penultimate game for Liverpool today in his final game at Anfield. And I think it can't be understated, and I know I've mentioned about his qualities before on, on podcasts and things like that, but with him obviously leaving today, I think it's really important to note what an absolutely unbelievable player he's been for Liverpool, imperative to all Liverpool's success. The fulcrum that Liverpool base their attack and play on, the connector, the player who provided the cohesion in Liverpool's attack, and a unique player, really. A nine-and-a-half who, I mean, obviously Messi's played the position, but apart from Messi, you would say that Firmino really made the role his own, the ability to, to play between them lines where time and space is at its most limited, receiving the ball in the tightest of areas and being able to secure, secure possession and give Liverpool a pivot point in which to play off. And also, so important because them movements from high to low left gaping holes that he vacated behind him and allowed Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane to exploit them spaces. And it was almost the perfect opposite movements that Liverpool created in the combinations and cohesion in the final third that allowed them to have so much success. When you think about Salah and Mane, their greatest traits are not travelling with the ball uh, at their feet trying to beat opponents 1v1 their elite qualities have always been them, the time and their movements from out to in and the level of speed and time that they have to 
to meet the ball in behind. And obviously, like I've said, that space created by Firmino. And so often when Liverpool were under pressure or when Liverpool had to face teams who were sitting in their own half, it didn't matter what the circumstances was, where the, the pressure mounted on Liverpool, he was able to find an escape route. He was able to, to put his foot on the ball. He was able to connect the attack. And not only his all-round game, which was absolutely fantastic, but he also contributed big goals to Liverpool down the years as well. And I think, I think was it 17-18 it might have been, where he had his, his best season in terms of goals and obviously chance creation. And for a few years when he played for Liverpool, I wouldn't have swapped them for absolutely any centre-forward in the world. There may have been more centre-forwards who scored uh, bigger numeracy in terms of goals. However, the all-round game that Firmino possessed and how he fitted what Liverpool were trying to do with their attack and the coordination of between him and his striking partners was absolutely perfect for Liverpool. And at that point, when he was at his peak, not only was he pre- pre- providing goals in terms of chance creation, but he was also scoring goals at, at, at a really high rate as well. And obviously, them sort of that sort of output has diminished down the years as his role has got more peripheral and you've seen a build-up of injuries, which he obviously didn't have before. Because what you've also got to consider is you've got to consider how durable this player was. He was available for every single game for Liverpool, home and away, playing in the biggest competitions under the biggest amount of pressure. And Liverpool could not afford to not have him sorry, on the field of play. No one could replicate what Firmino did. And because of that availability, it was so vital because Liverpool could rely on him to not only produce in the final third and dictate the outcome of games and dictate the outcome of how the team played, more importantly, but also they could rely on him to be there week in, week out. And I think when you look at some of the other players who've left Liverpool this this week, like Naby Keita, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, it really shows the importance of availability on a week-to-week basis, adding to quality. You can have all the quality in the world, but if you're not able to put them sort of back, back-to-back consistent games together, then unfortunately you're not going to fulfil your potential or fulfil your value that you could be to the team. A selfless player as well. We all know about how important it is to to Jürgen Klopp in terms of his pressing systems and no one epitomised that more than Firmino. It wasn't just his intensity in having the will and motivation to win the ball back, but it's the clever body shapes, the clever way with funnel players into into areas where Liverpool could then, then steal the ball back. The way he would sit on the back midfield player to allow them to stop playing, funnel back into positions and cut off passing lanes. He was imperative both with and without the ball. I mean, with the ball, when it got played into that central area, how often did you see him take that touch with his right foot and then peel away to his right-hand side, facing the back to goal with, with the outside of his boot, his outside hook, and be able to come away from pressure. And then suddenly Liverpool went from a position where they may have been under severe pressure or looked like they'd been strategically outmanoeuvred in certain areas by the opposition. And then suddenly Liverpool were out the other way. And I always rate the greatest forwards and attacking players as, as having an all-round game. I'm not one of them who believes in you can you rate players and just in terms of the goals. I think they have to have a lot more than that, especially in the modern game. And he epitomised having everything both on and off the ball at his absolute peak. And like I say, I wouldn't have changed them for anyone in them peak years. What a player, what a servant to Liverpool. And it was fitting today that he should get the equalising goal when he came on. I'm sure that'll mean a lot to him. Obviously, Liverpool win on the right side of the results. But it really was for a, 
a brilliant servant and a brilliant player to end like that. And I thought it was really interesting, really, because, I mean, obviously Liverpool has other players leaving the club in Oxlade-Chamberlain, in Cater, and obviously I've got to mention James Milner as well, who's been a fantastic player for Liverpool. And again, I don't think we can mention Milner without talking about the intangibles of what he's brought off the field, how imperative he's been to the management staff in setting the standards and setting the culture of the club. Now, it's silly for me to say that I've never been, I've never been there on a day-to-day basis, but by everything you hear... I think sometimes we can't appreciate how valuable that is and probably why Jürgen Klopp wanted to, to keep him on beyond this season when, in my opinion, obviously the last few years, he has gone beyond that point of being able to play at the elite level for Liverpool. But such is his importance that Klopp hasn't believed that, and especially on and off the field. What a player he's been for Liverpool. Absolutely magnificent player, versatile player, leader, and a lot better footballer than people have given credit for. Let's not forget about the first number of years at Liverpool where he was a massive contributor on the field of play as well. Yeah, but sorry, I got it, went off on a bit of a tangent there. But yeah, I thought it was interesting, sorry, that as we wave goodbye to Roberto Firmino and it's almost like a, a partner of it or crossing ships passing by, that I thought the best player on the field today was Cody Gakpo. And every week he just seems to impress me more. And I think the big reason he impresses me so much, as he did today, is his receiving skills. In, like I've talked about with Firmino, in them tightest of areas when there's pressure from multiple sides where the the time and space is so limited. This is an elite trait in Cody Gakpo. I've seen enough now. And it's totally understandable as to why, in my mind, when I watch the player now, why Klopp has played him in the, that central role, almost trying to replicate that for me, you know. Because his receiving skills are absolutely outrageous, really. And it's not just... I mean, I talked about Firmino using his outside hook to pivot away from pressure, but Gakpo has got the full range. I mean, he's got that outside hook, he's got the inside hook, but he can also use the sole of the boot in terms of a drag back, and he puts himself in a position where he can almost turn 360 and receiving the ball when he's facing his own, his own goal to be able to face the opposition's goal. And then what he has is this burst away because of his, his excellent control and his manipulation of the ball in, 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 in the area close enough to his body, he can then almost just spring off and attempt to progress the ball with travelling with it. And obviously that was a quality that Firmino never really possessed for all his traits in terms of his having that physical quality. So I I thought it was fitting really that as one player went, the best player on the, the field could be his replacement. And obviously the, the previous incumbents, Firmino, has left massive holes and shoes to fill. But Gakpo, I must admit, there's not many players that I have seen who receive a ball like him and have that ability to contort the body almost in one movement. And he, I think, could be a really, really good player for Liverpool. And I thought he was the best player on the field today. If you watch his actual technique in them short distances. And I thought, again, it was sort of fitting that in all the sadness that Firmino had left and you're missing a unique player, maybe Liverpool have just found someone who, without being identical, has similar qualities. So ultimately, Liverpool have said goodbye and farewell to some players today. And it's important that they're recognised in terms of what they've done in the past, but now is all about, I suppose, the future and Liverpool moving forward for next season in what will be a massive season as this one draws to a close, as expected over the last few weeks with Liverpool playing in the Europa League next season. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Having very recently become a father... My attention was not always fully on this hugely competitive and emotionally charged match. 
as I was called upon several times to deal with such things as nuclear faecal matter, nappies, and, during a big change, the baby managing to arc a stream of urine through the air and onto his own face. Speaking of streams of urine and faecal matter, the PGMOL Band of Brothers did not let Paul Tierney or Constantinos Hatsidakis down today. Let me just remind you all of you, let me just remind all of you listening about two of the rules that the referees were supposed to be following, but they completely messed up. According to IFAB, IFAB, the international governing body of referees, it is a red card offence for serious foul play, which is defined in IFAB's words thus. Serious foul play. A tackle or challenge that endangers the safety of an opponent or uses excessive force or brutality must be sanctioned as serious foul play. Any player who lunges at an opponent in challenging for the ball from the front, from the side or from behind, using one or both legs with excessive force or endangers the safety of an opponent is guilty of serious foul play. With that, I would like to know how Tyrone Mings's lunge that ended up with Gakpo having six stud marks around his solar plexus did not equal a straight red, especially after a VAR review. Which brings me to the offside rule. IFAB's wording is convoluted, but it's not impossible to understand that they make a clear distinction between a, a, whether a ball deflects off a, off, off a defender in which case uh, Virgil was offside if it had just deflected off the Aston Villa defender, or if that same Aston Villa defender deliberately played the ball, in which case Virgil was onside. So look at that incident again, I urge you, and if you think that the Villa defender did not deliberately play the ball, that the ball somehow ricocheted off him, then please send your email or just send me an email to coponpodcast at gmail.com and I will give you some very learned advice as to how you may remove urine from your eyes. Other than the referees costing us more points today, I thought that we showed heart and patience and quality against a brilliantly organised Villa side, and that is enough from the match itself. The biggest story of the day was always going to be the swan song of Bobby Firmino and Jimmy El Burrito Magnifico Milner. We will never see them play at Anfield ever again, and that is a sad truth that is very hard to begin to process. They have both given us everything, and their contributions will echo throughout history. As for Nabby Cater and Oxlade Chamberlain, I, for one, send them on their way with, you know, the, the highest of respect for having given us what they could over their time. And yes, some people are particularly critical, especially of Nabby, for example. But for me, I'm just going to choose to remember the great performances, of which there were many. Um, I do believe that Oxlade-Chamberlain and Cater both have the highest win percentage of matches that they uh, had played in for Liverpool before today. 
highest win percentages of any Liverpool players in history. I believe Oxley chamberlain had 73% of matches won and Naby Keita 71%. So it's not as if they were bad players when they got on the pitch. They were very good. Uh, and as for this season, we're headed for the Europa League, which from the beginning of February was the best we could possibly have dreamed of. So well done to the boys for sticking their fingers in the electrical sockets to produce this late surge. But of course, it's too little, too late. So this is Owen from Cop On Podcast, feeling wistful, feeling nostalgic, and overall feeling proud as ever to be a Red. Onwards and upwards. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.